Exceeding Expectations, episode 61. Are you struggling to write a book, or maybe you'd like to speak more in public? Or maybe you're just an introvert and you're not quite sure you'd like to have some more help with uh, mentoring and some other things. This week's guest is Trish Springsteen. She empowers introverts. She helps people to speak better, to to write and many other things as well. So that's this week's episode with Trish Springsteen. Um, if you do like this this week's episode, why not share it with someone you feel may get some value from it? If you know someone who is maybe struggling to write their book, who would like to speak more in public, this episode may have some great value for them. And do leave a review for us on iTunes. That really helps to spread the word so more people do find out about the podcast. I hope you enjoy this week's episode with Trish Springsteen. So here we are for another edition of Exceeding Expectations, and my guest today is Trish Springsteen. How are you, Trish? Absolutely delightfully awesome. Thank you. <laughs> and you're down in, in Queensland in Australia? That's correct. Yes, I am. I imagine it must be, is it quite late for you at the moment then? Uh, right now, it's nine, just after 9pm in the evening. And I, has it been a, a warm day where you are today? Today, yes, we got to, I believe, just below 30, about 28, 29, and it's looking to be over 30 degrees. That's uh, centigrade. Our UK listeners are going to love that because it's pouring down of rain and not particularly warm here. And so... Uh, I've, um, I've been to UK a couple of times. I know what the weather's like at this time of year over there. <laughs> No, no one comes to the UK for the weather, for that word. <laughs> no, but it's a beautiful country. It's got a lot uh, of yeah, I mean, we, we have uh, many other things going for us, but weather is not one of them. So, <laughs> so, so Trish, um, let's, let's hit, uh, find out a bit more about you. So you do a number of things. Do you want to tell our listeners about what it is that you do, what you specialize in and how it all came about? Yes, uh, my passion is really helping you to have the confidence and self-belief to make speaking easy. And the reason I'm passionate about that is speaking underpins everything that you do. If you get good speaking skills, then you get the confidence to be able to step up and and do whatever you'd like. And, And the skills that you learn on your speaking journey are completely transferable to whatever business or work that you're in. Uh, Mm. taking that a step further, I work with my businesses and uh, introverts, authors and advocates, helping them to get known, be seen. Uh, The one thing we all need and whatever, whoever we are, whether we're online business or offline bricks and mortar, whether we have a book, uh, an app or a service, we all need clients. So Mm. the problem is we make it hard for our clients to find us. So my passion as a uh, creative business consultant is to work with my clients to help them make it easy for their clients to find them. And that's what Mm. I love doing. And and so how did this all come about? What got you into that in the first place? Well, it would really amaze those people who I say in the Jurassic period when eons Mm. ago when I left high school. Uh, If anybody who knew me then and know me now would be just like rolling around on the floor because when I left high school, I was uh, very shy and Mm -hmm. an introvert. 
I am not so shy now, but I am still an introvert. And mm. it took me a long time before I realised that there was a lot of opportunities I was missing because mm. I didn't want to speak. I didn't want to put myself out there. My concept uh, of I went into the travel industry when I first left and my concept of networking for travel was to uh, I'd go to a network meeting and I'd find the tallest pot plant, the nearest exit, the clock. I would time 10 minutes standing behind the pot plant and then I was out the door. Wasn't doing too much for my networking, but it was very yeah. good for my own com- I felt quite comfortable with that because I didn't want to speak to anybody. So mm. I spent, I've worked a lot in male in denominated industries and uh, I did okay. I've done all right in my businesses and my work career, but I used to really, if I could, delegate any speaking. I didn't really want mm. to do that until, mm-hmm. where well, we were about 20, 25 years ago, uh, I found a mentor. And I got involved with a group that uh, was mentoring and got me speaking and I found I liked it. I found I liked speaking and I found I liked doing training. And the reason I liked it was because I found that I was able to share a message of people and found that people were able to take things away from what I said. Uh, Mm. So that sort of led me into honing my speaking skills, which led me into my business. Mm -hmm. And... Basically, along the way, there have been a few life incidences which have really helped to solidify my passion of speaking in that area. And so who generally are you working with? What types of people are you working with? Well, being an introvert myself and knowing how uh, I can be an introvert speaker, how to harness my energy to be able to get up there and speak, to be able to actually go into network meetings now, make conversation with people. So one of my passions is uh, working with introverts. I'm Australia's leading expert in empowering introverts. So my passion is helping to empower introverts to know that they could do what I can do. Uh, I also work with advocates because I am an advocate. I'm a very much an advocate uh, because of um, the way we lost our son. Uh, we lost our son to suicide. Uh, in 2007 and so I'm an advocate for those people who've been left behind. Uh, I Mm. have um, just finished my five years post breast cancer so I'm an advocate for breast cancer screening and uh, for that area. So I work with advocates Mm. because I know what it's like to have a passion, to have an emotional message and want to Mm. be able to get up and share that concisely, coherently and competently. And then I work with authors because currently I have been, a, I'm an author. I've been a co-author, contributing author and author to 15 books and I've got two or three more coming out. So I know what it's like to write books. I know when I first wrote my first book about 10, 12 years ago, made all the mistakes under the sun. So I know what it's like to have that uh, legacy to want to write a book and then have it all sitting around on shelves and not knowing what to do. And then, of course, I work with businesses as well. And well, and before we started recording, I mean, you, you were telling me about how before you didn't feel that you could write. And so do you want to tell us a bit more about that? Oh, yes. Look, when I first started my business, uh, my then business partner, uh, we did uh, blogs and we wrote articles. But I felt that it was her area to do the blogs. and I wrote some of the blogs and that, but she did most of the writing and I did all the, the people and connecting with people. 
until oh, about five years ago, we split amicably and mm-hmm. I took the business in a different direction. And suddenly I found I had, oh, I've got to do the blogs. I've got to write articles. Uh, and I suddenly realized, oh, I, could, I have to do that. So I stepped up and did that. And that was my mindset. I didn't think I could write. And then uh, for some reason, because I was in a couple of groups, uh, someone who was facilitating a contributing book in America said, would you do a chapter for us uh, in a book about for entrepreneurs and business? And mm-hmm. I sort of, my first reaction was, well, no, uh, I don't write. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And then they kept saying, yes, you can. You've got expertise. You can do it. And I thought, well, the book's coming out in America. I'll contribute a chapter. If it's no good, no one's going to know here in Australia. So, okay, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Mm. And uh, that was about four years ago. So in the last four years, 12 of my books, I have become quite prolific in writing. I've facilitated a couple of books. I'm facilitating uh, another one that's coming out soon. And I guess the byproduct of that is I found I love to write. The second Mm. byproduct of that is I found that you need to work on your mindset. I had this Mm. mindset I couldn't write. And when I broke through that, I found, yes, I can. And I can contribute a lot more and reach a lot more people with my writing. So I have a very big passion about working with authors now because of that. I feel that everybody has a book within within them that they've they've got to leave a legacy because, uh, you know, look, we can give business cards out, we can give information out, we can talk to people. But if you've got a book that you give, it does something for your credibility but more important, mm. it's a legacy. Whether the book is for your business message or the book is for you as a personal memoir, your story or biography or just something that you need to get out. I've never known anybody to throw a book out, really. It just stays there. It may get passed around. It might um, sit on a shelf. But the book is always there. And so mm. I think uh, it's if you get through that, you can write it. Um, I work with authors and I say, look, you've, People say, well, I can't write. I said, look, 500 words a day for 30 days will give you a reasonable-sized book. And that really, when you break it down into chunks like that, you find that you've actually got your book there before you even realise it. What, when you, um, people are really struggling, maybe they've, they've decided they do want to write a book, but what would you say most people really struggle with in those early stages? They struggle with, A, the first thing is, who am I to write a book? I don't have a story. When they get over that and they've got a story, then they struggle with the fact that uh, they've actually got to put pen to paper or write it on the computer. They've got to get the words out there. And for some of them, they look at it as a big thing. Well, here's a book and I've got to get so many pages and that done. And that's why I say if you just start small and just start 500 words a day, which is about you know half an hour now and don't try and correct just open it up and write down what comes to your mind and just let it go and flow and then you can edit it that's what editors are for they're really great they can put all the Mm. grammar in you can go back and put it but if you try and write it and you want to put full stops and you want to put grammars and sentences you're going to impede the flow of creativity Uh, for Mm. me I found that if I write as I speak and now I mm. see it as it's just speaking onto paper, onto mm. words. And, and so uh, do, you, do, you, 
Well, do you think people worry about the, the structure and they're not sure how to structure yeah. the whole thing? And A lot of them get hold up on the structure and how to plan it. And there's a lot of book coaches out there and some of them will take you through uh, how to plan it and write down what you want to do in your chapters and that. Uh, basically, I just sort of think, say to myself, well, give a thought, brainstorm what you want to say. If it's your expertise, mm-hmm. you're going to, you know, you can break it out into some points. Those points may or may not become your chapters. And then mm. just start writing. Just start and let mm. it come. Now, for those who are still not too sure about writing, it's really awesome nowadays because you can actually speak it and transcribe. Mm. And for mm. some people, it's easier for them to speak. Uh, one of the people that I helped, I did a uh, facilitated a book called Touched by Suicide. And we invited mm-hmm. 20 authors to come in and share their story, how they, in whichever way they've been touched by it. And one of the ladies said, oh, look, I really want to share my story, but I don't want to write it. I can't. So I had her come mm-hmm. in and we, I sat down with her. I just asked her some questions and we set the, um, the word to be able to transcribe and it recorded and transcribed as she answered the questions. And then mm. uh, I just fixed it all up and put her chapter in and there was her chapter, which, you know, if she had let that barrier of I can't write it would have stopped mm. her sharing a fantastic story in the book. So there are ways you can talk, you can dictate, you can just start writing. Uh, that's my best thing is just start and then fix it up later. So I imagine, like, I mean, that lady you just mentioned in the example, I mean, she must have been amazed that, that she did contribute to a book when she thought she couldn't do anything like that. Absolutely. Uh, I think this is where some of our mindsets stop us from taking uh, opportunities where they come. Um, I'm a very big person about being prepared to grab an opportunity when it comes your way. And that's what I'm passionate about speaking. It's why I'm passionate about working with people to help them find ways to make it easy for people to find them. Now, for this lady, uh, if we hadn't sat down and looked at it and I said, look, just come and I'll interview you and we'll do it this way, which she hadn't mm. thought about, uh, mm. she would not have been able to leave this, uh, a legacy about a chapter in her life that was really mm. important for her. So it's looking for outside the box and then looking mm. for different ways of being able to do something. Uh, one of my two of my favorite words is repurpose and leverage, because mm. when I talk to people about you know getting outside the box, making opportunities, and that uh, they say, "Look, I, I don't want to have content overload. You want me to do all this content and be that." And I say, "You repurpose and leverage. If you've got a book, then you've got all the content you need to leverage that into social media posts, blogs, articles, videos, everything. So it's looking outside of what content you have." and how you can leverage it. If you've been writing a blog for a while, there's your book. You can take your chap- mm-hmm. blog chapters and make it a book. Uh, if you've been doing videos or podcasts, uh, the transcriptions from your podcasts could become your book. So mm-hmm. it's not all about just, oh, I've got to write down a story. It's looking about what you've got in you, your content, what you've got there, and how you can leverage that into a book for yourself or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And so does the people you help with speaking, do, uh, the fears and um, the limiting beliefs they have, are they similar to the authors or is it very different? Uh, there is a similarity because a lot of the uh, a lot of people, if you ask them to speak or they want to get up and speak, the first thing they'll say is, oh, look, I don't want to, I've got a fear of speaking uh, and 
you know, there's a common quote about you know, fear of speaking is on the higher than the fear of death. Uh, and mm. the reason that is, it's mostly it's because it's a fear of unknown, not mm. knowing how to do what's going to happen, where to start, how to structure it. But a lot of it is the same mindset that authors have, which is, mm. who am I to speak? No mm. one's going to listen to me. Uh, my peers are going to find out that maybe uh, I'm an imposter or maybe I don't know everything. They're going to mm. judge me, so I better not get up and do it. Uh, there's mm. all of those little mindsets that go in. And so when you understand where that fear is coming from, you can work mm. on changing your mindset because the only person who has absolute control over you is you. You're the only one that can change your attitude, your responses. Uh, and your mindset. And it's a matter of finding it and then what I call having 60 seconds of insane courage to mm-hmm. get up um, and believing in yourself. When when you believe in yourself, you believe in your message, uh, that is extremely empowering. And I guess it's one of the reasons why one of my other little sayings is I believe in you until you believe in yourself because when you mm-hmm. believe in yourself, wow, the journey just takes off. And, and so, so let's go on that. So when, once someone does get through those limiting beliefs and the imposter syndrome and they do suddenly just start believing in themselves, I mean, what are you able to give any examples of how that has completely changed someone? Or, Well, it's changed my life because I would never right. be a speaker. Uh, certainly changed mine because as an introvert and that belief in myself, which was pretty hard won, uh, led me to have that confidence to say, well, I do have a message. I do want to step up. But there's a lot of people that I work with uh, who, when I start with them, they're just um, absolutely not wanting to speak. They, they've, they're afraid. They're not sure what to say. And then mm. by the time we are finished working together, I just love it when I see them going out there and stepping up in a meeting and speaking and sharing their message um, it's mm. just awesome to see them do that. And I work with them. Uh, one person had that one of my clients that I worked with had a book that she'd written, but she was extremely stiff. She didn't know, quite know how to, to share that message. And it was brilliant to see her go from being unsure of what she was saying to six months later as the time. And then 12 months later, she completely relaxes she does videos she steps up on Facebook live she is out there speaking and she has the confidence that she now is changing her direction of her that she's written another book and now she's speaking about that and she's now doing a business helping others to help write books and I guess Mm -hmm. that's my passion and what I love why I love what I'm doing is is seeing the change in people from Mm -hmm. not knowing what to do being afraid to taking that belief, to stepping up and then owning and being genuine and deciding that they're not being selfish because I say to a lot of people, if you let your fear stop you, then you're actually being selfish because that means Mm. that you may not be sharing a message that one person, if only one person hearing you uh, takes Mm. on board a few words or paragraph or something that you've said, that could change their lives. If you let your fear, you let your mindset stop you from doing that, then that could be stopping them from growing. So don't be selfish. 60 seconds of insane courage and just step up. Are you ever going to be 
over your nerves? No, you're probably never going to be. And that's good because nervous energy is what you need to connect. But you will get comfortable. And as you grow into your belief in yourself, you will get confident. And when you do that, it's Mm. empowering. And reframing it like that, it's the, you know, it's being selfish by not sharing a message. I I guess for for many people that must, they've never thought about it in that way before and it must change the whole, you know. It does because it's never about you. It really isn't. Whether it's speaking, whether it's writing your book, whether it's doing a training workshop, whether it's taking the courage to open a business, it's really not about you. It's about Mm. the people that you connect with the people whose lives that change, the people who need to see your product, read your, your book, see use your service, walk through your doors in your business. It's about them. Mm. Mm. This, I mean, I saw, I'm sure I read an article somewhere and, and um, it, was, it was basically saying something along the lines of that many well-known speakers and extremely influential, influential speakers and also many of some of the best comedians are all introverts. And yet the general perception by many people seems to be that introverts aren't able to do things like that. I actually think introverts make great, awesome speakers. Uh, and mm. one of the things I like to sort of like say, uh, there's introverts and the extroverts. Now, I, I'm not a person, I hate labelling people. So mm. there's no absolutes in all of that. Um, mm. Some people can be both introvert and extrovert. But really the difference between them is an, it's where you go to recharge so you're mm. not necessarily shy if you're an introvert and you're not ex- and that. But as an introvert, if you need to go and be by yourself to get your energy recharged, if that's where you feel happiest, that makes you an introvert. Mm-hmm. Extroverts, you put them in an empty room, they will go bonkers. They need to have people around them to recharge them. So when mm. you know that, then you know where you are with your energy. Now, the amazing mm. thing is, as you said, introverts make great speakers. Because mm. they're very focused, they're very structured, uh, they want to make sure that their message gets across because they want to get up there, deliver the message, and then step down. And mm. the, when they do get up there and deliver it, they, and they have that courage, because the biggest thing of an introvert is getting them to have that 60 seconds of insane courage to believe in themselves and to come out from behind that room or behind that computer. But when they do, Mm. they are very genuine and they share their message because of that energy. Mm. The problem with extroverts, they've got no problems getting up and speaking, but Mm. they waffle. They've got so much Mm. information that they lose that structure, they overpower and they often over-deliver and people are left not quite sure what the message is. So with extroverts, when I work with them, uh, I've got to bring them down and structure it and stop them from oversharing and mm-hmm. stepping back a bit. So introverts step into that a lot easily, and they do. It's surprising when I talk to them. I say, you actually make fantastic speakers because mm. they're all about other people. Mm. So where do you see your business and you know, and how you help people? Where do you see that going in the next few years? Well, well I hope to be still around. I'm going to be still around helping people to Actually, make it easy for their clients to find them. Uh, my, my passion is working with people to see them grow and blossom, to see them walk into what I call their uniqueness. Uh, a lot of things mm-hmm. that stop people, and, and this is one of my big, big passions and why I do what I do, is because people think, well, 
there's a lot of business coaches out there. There's a lot of life coaches. There's a lot of people selling nutrition. There's a lot of people who have got books. Why should I be doing that? You know, how are people going to know me? And my, my thing is fostering those people to accept their uniqueness. Every single mm. person in this world is different. Every single person mm. is unique. And if I can be working still with people, bringing out that uniqueness so that they have that courage to share their message, then mm. I'm going to be enjoying my life and what I'm doing for a few more years yet and uh, hoping to also speaking on other stages, speaking on more podcasts like this so people so that I can reach people and have them make it easy to find me as well. And do you think that, you know, I mean, technology is obviously changing all the time and how with the new, you know, with artificial intelligence and all the sort of new things that are coming in now, do you think it will change things much in, in what you do and, and, and people who maybe are unable to, who feel they're unable to speak or write a book and whatever? It's an interesting question. It's one that I've been speaking to a lot with a few coaches around about where artificial intelligence is going to take us. And there are a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people out there who hear that and I think, wow. Uh, there's a variety of difference, differences in, in artificial intelligence. It, it goes from things like being able to help you to write your book, being able to speak and have it transcribed for you. That's the sort mm-hmm. of one little aspect of artificial intelligence because it's it's working for you to mm. where there's people worried about robotics robots taking jobs away and mm. i think it's a matter of looking at it from a different perspective i don't think it's going to stop you from speaking in fact it'll probably help you speak on more stages because uh, holograms are something i think fantastic i could be able to have a hologram and be appear on a conference way across mm. the world and share my message even more so that is going to be helpful. Uh, for the coaching, the artificial intelligence, there's been a lot of studies done that they actually the, can help connect with people with questions, with being able to help people to answer questions because they're not being a human being. People are more uh, more able to answer questions that they may not answer and connect with, with a human coach. However, that can only take them so far. I don't mm. believe that artificial intelligence will be able to take on the empathy and the human aspect that we as coaches and speakers still have. There mm. is that empathy, there's that human aspect, and that is something that we need to be enhancing because that's the skill I don't think that artificial intelligence will take away from us. So it's a matter of mm. looking for the more human connection businesses that we're going <coughs> into and enhancing your humanity and your empathy. Mm. So I think we can work. I, I don't have that fear of artificial intelligence. I think it can help you, but I don't think it's going to ever stop you from being able to have those human human humanity that we've got that will make that connection. Mm. So if there's someone that's listening to this now and they're maybe they're working nine to five and they've always maybe dreamt of one day if you know if things were perfect they'd like to to write a book or to speak on stage or whatever what what would you advise them as a first step what what could they do the biggest thing they can do is a believe in yourself don't procrastinate mm-hmm. you do not have to be perfect the second thing that i think you need to do is is get a mentor 
have a mentor that will help you. Surround yourself with people that will support you, that will give you honest, constructive feedback. Not destructive mm. criticism, but honest, constructive feedback that will support you. Uh, and a good mentor will do that. And just have the courage to step up and do it. Believe in yourself mm. and have that courage. Open your heart out and do it. And if you get the mentoring and the skills, uh, get some good speaking skills, get a good mentor, surround yourself with people who will give you that feedback and push yourself outside your comfort zone. It's really great in that comfort zone, but we stagnate if we don't push. We can become complacent. Mm -hmm. So a mentor and people who surround you who are going to challenge you will always move you forward. And the other thing is if it doesn't all work, work out the first time, if your first book doesn't work so well or your first attempt at writing and you think, well, I can't do it, or you get up and speak and it, and it doesn't work, you can only talk for a couple of seconds. You know what? There mm -hmm. is no such thing as failure. You look behind mm -hmm. to learn and then you move forward and take those lessons to grow. And mm -hmm. that's what I'm saying. Just keep going. Don't procrastinate. Never stop. Get a mentor. Have people that will give you honest, constructive feedback and challenge you to move forward. And most importantly, remember you are unique. You have a story to share. And be yourself. Be genuine. Genuine mm -hmm. and open up your heart. Mm. What, what are your general thoughts on exceeding expectations, Trish? Uh, I like to always exceed expectations. Uh, and that's why I say move outside your comfort zone. I set the bar high and, and there's that old quote that if you, what is it, I think it's shoot for the stars and you hit the moon or shoot for the moon and you fall for the stars. I always mess up quotes. But what it, what it is to me is if you work, aim high, mm. then you may not quite reach that. But, boy, you'll mm. do certainly go do great things. So mm. set your expectations high. My caveat to that, make sure that you do put into place personal growth, uh, education, training. Stuff. Give yourself the best possible foundation to leap from. And that's why I love mentoring. Mm. That's why I love always growing and challenging yourself. Mm. If you aim too low, you're never going to push yourself as hard as you need. As I said, aiming high, yeah, you might not always get there, but, boy, it's going to be fun on the journey and the lessons you learn will just help you aim higher. So exceed your expectations. Go for it, people. So if people want to find out more about you and what you do and maybe how you can help them, where, where would they go to, Trish? And my website is Trish Springsteen. That's T-R-I-S-H. S-P-R-I-N-G-S-T-E-E-N.com. Mm. And you can find everything you need, my blogs there, my mentoring. Uh, there's a free 10 tips for public speaking you can download. You can contact me through there as well. And, of course, and, you can find me on Facebook and on LinkedIn. Just put Trish <laughs> Springsteen. I'm the purple lady. The purple lady. Okay. I absolutely <laughs> adore purple. I celebrate my uniqueness and I stand out. Right. Okay. And and one of the things that's come into my mind, I, and I, you know, or you, with your your surname Springsteen and how common Bruce is in Australia, yeah. Um, I imagine I imagine you must get ribbed about that occasionally. Absolutely. He's a very distant relative of my husband's, yeah. but he's oh, the black okay. sheep of the family. So <laughs> we don't have, we don't get free tickets. He doesn't know us. 
But you know what? The really, really awesome thing is his wife's name or his partner's name is Patricia. So, oh, <laughs> which is my name. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so, just be- before we finish, Trish, uh, you mentioned there's a quotation that you quite like. Yes. Uh, this actually spoke a lot to me, and the times that I was getting uh, getting my confidence and growing into my awesomeness. And that, and this is it goes sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage, just literally mm. 20 seconds of embarrassing bravery, and I promise you something great will come of it. Now, that's Benjamin Me from the movie We Bought a Zoo, and mm. that really resonated so much with me. And that's where I've taken my 60 seconds of insane courage because I think we need mm. another 40 seconds. You need 20 seconds to get up on the stage uh, and then 40 seconds to breathe, open your mouth and connect. But uh, mm. that's, that quote really resonates with me because I absolutely believe that if you do that, it is, I've seen awesome things. I've seen people take the 60 seconds and say their first speech and then sit down and think, mm. my God, I did it. I've seen people do their first book and the, the wonder and joy when they first get that book in their hands is awesome. Mm. And it all came from 60 seconds of insane courage, which came from that quote. Excellent. Well, Trish, it's been a pleasure speaking of you and, and best of luck for everything that you do. Absolutely. I'd love to connect again. Thank you so much for having the opportunity to share my passion with everybody. Thank you, Trish. You're welcome. Next week, episode 62 is with Rob Brayman. Rob helps business owners improve their quality of life, grow their business, improve family relationships and dynamics. That's our next week's episode with uh, Rob Brayman. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode uh, episode with Trish Springsteen. If you know someone who may get some value from it, maybe you know someone who is an introvert and wants to, to speak more, to you know, do some public speaking, or, or someone who's struggling with their book and needs some, some help, some advice, some of the information that Trish shared may be of use to them. Do leave a review for us on iTunes or any of the other podcast platforms and hope you have a fantastic week and see you next week.